Are you looking for a different kind of podcast? How about informative and clean? It will make you laugh. Scout and Trey, yeah, that's what we do. We got a little funny thing keeping it true. Hey, we take your topics and all your ideas and bring in a guest and we answer them there. Then we make a freestyle rap and do it for you. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Yep, close to you, close to you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say close to you, close to you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say close to you, close to you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say close. Hello, hello. Once I get the picture off, I will ready to go. Bam, no more picture and no more background. Nice. I was weird. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. Um hey, do we have oh look, Trey, I'm finally gonna do it for the first time ever. Um what? What is your headline of the week? Um, my headline, um, I have a bunch of psychedelic stuff that randomly came in the mail. Psychedelic stuff randomly in the mail. Uh, Porik, do you remember how this goes? You just say one little sentence of something really amazing that happened to you or not. Just make it sound cool. And then later we'll explain what it was. I've interviewed. There it is. Death metal death metal lead singer that works all right sick nasty um and mine is let me think here something cool i did um you think i would be ready yes yes yes. (laughs) you guys have all these cool leds in the background and i just got this well if you were if you were at work you could definitely pull it off you always have the cool gun wall normally and this time you're like just at home yeah chilling. chilling at the castle Nothing wrong with that. Uh, let's see. Mine is, man, I really wish I had something good. It is. It's a lot of maintenance if it means anything, poor Rick, because <laughs> it, took, it took a while for me to put every all these up. And what what sucks and cool at the same time is what's bad is there's LEDs that are out right in front of me up in Ooh, the left-hand corner. That but behind be... me, there's none. So yeah. we're going to run with that for as That's long right. as we can. OCD terrifying. Oh, oh um, my, uh, my two-year-old escaped. What do you mean? yeah okay so for my highlight um uh one of my friends uh works at a warehouse and he it's basically like he works i'm trying to think they get stuff from walmart basically mm-hmm. but it's stuff that they need to throw away but if he doesn't sell it he can keep it and give it out to whoever he wants i got a ton of leds and they're the coolest things because they're um they're like the knockoff nano leafs that are like stupid expensive um and they have adhesive that you can put on the wall and they just kind of they strobe and they can do whatever you want with them but they're you can connect them and make designs and do all kinds of stuff um but you can make them whatever color you want they're not as good as the the leds above me but they're like in hexagons and they're much brighter and you can make any design you want out of them so we're talking about LEDs after all. Yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about some kind of illegal chemical or something. Psychedelics <laughs> as in they're flashing and okay. they are bright yes, and yes. they're trippy. I've and misjudged are... you, my friend. <laughs> and for for epileptics, they're ha- they're a uh, they're a trip in its own in its own right. So Are you going to mount them in the in the room there or what are you going to do? Plan- 
I plan on it. I probably will put them um, in one of the corners of like right here or like over here or directly above me or something. So what we're looking at, is this your studio or is this also your bedroom? This is so I'm in a five person house. This is my room. Uh, I wish I had a studio. That'd be phenomenal. Um, one so day. This is the pad that the ladies come see. Right. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. Hold on. I, this is not working for some reason. There we go. <laughs> I hit the check mark instead of the actual button. I don't know why it check marks there for some reason, but it cancels out everything else. Anyway, I'm done. Porik, I want to hear about your highlight of the week. All right. So at uh, Nightwatch Games, we've reinstalled our podcast for the season. Uh, COVID really put a big downer on getting people around the table to interview them. So we put it on hiatus, but we're, we're back at it. So as you guys know, podcasting is an interesting thing where uh, it sometimes is totally dependent on the guests that you have on. Right. Uh, so I, I lament this show to you already. I'm sorry. I apologize to all the people out there. Um, <laughs> I had this guest come on and he said that he was willing to talk about the topic of the season, which is creativity and chasing the dream and, and trying to become happy doing the thing that you want to do and transcending the nine to five job and, and all of all that kind of thing. And uh, I asked him what he does and he admitted that he was the lead singer of a heavy metal death band called Corpse Hole. Oh, okay. And the conversation just got really interesting. Uh, the big takeaway was back in high school, he started a band with his high school chums called Fatal Thrust. And then 20 years down the road, maybe even 30 years down the road, he reunited with some of those guys and built another band called Corpse Hole. And I thought it was very funny that the fatal thrust resulted in a corpse hole. Oh, man. <laughs> that is very good. You got to win that one. That's pretty good. That's awesome, dude. I'm a fan of the death metal. Uh, it depends, though. I, I'm more of a metal fan. Um, yeah. But uh, I definitely was exposed to it in middle school. Um, during the podcast, he was referring to death metal with probably about 10 different genre names to it that are all very, I think, with within that passion, it's distinct to the listener. But to somebody on the outside, it probably sounds very the much same. the same kind of thing that he was yeah. talking about. Uh, dad metal and geriatric <laughs> metal and death metal and then gloom metal. And oh, he just went on and on and on. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. He gave, cool, us, he gave us some swag, a couple of t-shirts, and uh, then the thing that was really surprising, he gave us a cassette tape of an EP that he made, and it was literally a cassette tape. I, We were totally stunned. We didn't know we could even make cassette tapes anymore, but there he was, pimping that's, it out. That's awesome. Wow. That, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, death metal is interesting. Uh, it's always funny how that goes, so that's that's fun. Jason uh, actually one of our sponsors is getting a death metal band to sponsor the show and he he loves death metal so much I can't stop you know having him talk about it every show that we have on here it's <laughs> it's kind of annoying Actually I uh, forgot to tell you this week's uh, rap will be a death metal rap so Oh no No you got to do it cuz you're going downtown I do it like <laughs> this I can feel it right now Now my voice is gone for the rest of the show I apologize Well <laughs> were you ready for that trade i don't think you're ready for that no it was pretty good though 
Link, I think I that's think. the way I should have done the the Nightwatch games wrap was yeah. death metal. Well, you know, all our fans are waiting for the the second, but I told them that they'd have to wait another year and send you lots of money before you ever do that again. <laughs> I was, uh, Trey, I was telling Jason that three record labels approached me and told me never to sing again. Are <laughs> After, you serious? No, no he's no. joking. <laughs> I was like, dang, that's tough. <laughs> it, it must have been that bad if they approached you to say, hey, um, please don't. We're going to we're gonna and pay we're, you a we're paying you to never do music. We will pay you not to, to do never so, sing yeah. ever again. Pay for your silence. Ooh. So I don't know if you see my new collection of lightsabers behind me. I do. Uh, yeah. Yes, Mr. So Showoff. These, these are all like uh, Disney build your own lightsabers from when you go to Disneyland. Oh. Um, so what? Well, you know this already. I'm just kidding, man. I know. Um, but, I wouldn't um, be able to afford it if I actually held them up. The oh, lightsaber. I've never gone there, but this is my Goodwill collection and my so me. So this is all getting into my headlight of the week. Um and so me and my son uh have a combined 15 lightsabers at this point and so we build the lightsabers other ones but then i have these these are i have five of these and they all have little pieces and you can make them as you want and as you see i have the darth vader one at the top and then the rest are just kind of uh from old sets from the 2000s so it's just it's just a fun thing i started collecting so uh, check, here, that out. check it out wow the vader this is the Vader, and so it has. You can uh, take it apart, and then it has five pieces. That you My first wife used to have something like that. Yeah, and so <laughs> nice. I didn't even get that until right now. Pretty guy. sure she was a Sith Lord. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyways, so we have like 15 lightsabers, and we have the new ones that are like a lightsaber forge. Anyways, we do all that stuff. So what happens is because of that, I'm the cool dad, and everybody knocks on our door and wants to play with my son so they can play with all the lightsabers. And so I open up the back door, and we have a little back patio, and I sit there and watch the kids run around. And my son is four, so he's not that good at playing swords with seven-year-olds, but he's working on it. Um, <laughs> and, Tough training. Uh, yeah, and so he just wants them to chase him the whole time. So anyways, I have a two-year-old, a one-and-a-half-year-old, who at this point has figured out how to climb a six foot tall fence Whoa. and wow. jump out and run. And um, the problem with this is this uh, in the last month I've been healing, I've been sick and had uh, uh, my shoulder, I messed it up. And so I've had issues with falling asleep in the middle of the day and things like that. And so, um, which is fine when you have a regular protected house, but for some reason, my son decided to open up the door um, as I opened my eye, I saw my daughter climbing to the top of the fence and I jumped up in my undies, uh, threw on some shoes and ran as fast as I could. And I caught her and I brought her back in the house. Yo, it was like, I was like, now I have like four locks on the back door. I'm like, son, you can't open up the door without daddy being there. And we were just watching a movie and I just fell asleep during the movie, but it was like, and my daughter just wants to go play. And so. It was very scary and very frustrating, but now I have bunches of locks and everything's good to go. And, um, but the scary was... part of that story is your neighbors got to see you in your undies. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's a great sight. So it's really good. <laughs> but I, I should have charged them. Oh my! Only Super days. dad. <laughs> 
super dad i'm glad everybody's okay though that that's pretty buckwild uh, highlight of the week yeah it was very um not awesome and uh, my son i had a very long talk with him about it and so yeah it was i have bad news jason yes it's just get worse from this point forward oh yeah oh, oh yeah i mean wait until they get older and they can drive oh god <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm not I am not looking forward to that, uh, but I love them and they're amazing. And so uh, my son right now, his biggest thing right now is Sonic. He just watched Sonic 2. And so he has like Sonic action figures and he's like playing Sonic the whole time. And then we played, We the cool part was we played retro, we played Sonic on the Sega like all day today. So uh, that was cool. Zoom. That's awesome. Yeah. But, Sonic's definitely a classic. It is. I've been uh, binge watching The Witcher. I, I just watched oh, so season good. one and season two. Oh man, I'm yeah, so, awesome. dude. Yeah, what a great cast. They, it's they so really good. did good. some good stuff with it. Uh, now this has nothing to do with The Witcher, but have either of you watched Ted Lasso? No. Uh, oh man, it is great. It's about a, it's about a guy of an American football coach that was a junior college football coach that gets hired on as a football manager in england and he has to coach a soccer franchise a football franchise in england and he's the most optimistic guy in the whole world and it is hilarious one of the best shows if you just want a show that makes you feel good after every episode ted lasso is your show guys i'm just saying but the witcher is amazing i'm with you does not make you feel good after every show. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a lot of death yeah, and it's pretty gory. They they don't really cut the scenes. You see it all. Well, yeah. I I feel like it's not necessarily inappropriate. What I mean by inappropriate is like there's a lot of shows and I I've seen it all where there's there's literally just just devastation on someone's body for absolutely no reason. Like uh, the Badlands. Do you guys remember the Badlands show? I Have do. you guys ever seen it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one scene where a dude's just getting sliced and diced and then some person finally cuts person's head off and i'm like there was no point there was no point i'm like i love combat i love sword to sword combat hand to hand gunfighting the whole nine yards when you get into magic whatever like superpowers but like when you just what is it dehumanize somebody it's just like yeah like there's no there's no point the witcher on the other hand I feel like it wasn't necessarily like out of the blue or inappropriate or something like that. Um, but, but the witcher is like Henry Cavill. Like I probably butchered his last name. Cavill Cavill. I'd say Cavill. Yes. That one. So he, the thing is he is a huge nerd. He oh, loves yeah. the witcher games. He, he knows the Superman comics. He knows he plays he World of Warcraft. PC. Yeah. I was exactly. saying, have you seen the video where he's building his OPC? I'm like, yeah. How does he even fit his hands in there? That guy's so big. Well, I tell you what, I want to continue this, but I want to at least get this next portion out of the way so we can talk about this. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, and it is about that time, Jason. It is a quiz time. Time for a quiz. Let's freaking get it. Okay. So uh, for this round, uh, I did something a little bit different. It's going to be kind of out of the out of the blue here, but. Uh, this is against Jason and Porik, and whoever gets the most uh, question at the end will win the quiz. You guys will both get a chance to answer each and every question I have. Uh, and the theme is about discontinued breakfast items, specifically cereal. So, yes, didn't expect that today, did you? Nope. So, 
So, Porik, uh, do you have any questions before we get this started? Um, let's see. No, no, I think I know how this rolls. I am two for zero, by the way. You are. And yeah, you might add so. another little tally to that because Jason has no chance of answering any of these questions correctly. <laughs> Porik, you should have you said, hey, Trey, uh, I have a question for you. What's your cash app? Like, mm. so bribe. <laughs> I have Venmo. I can flash it up on screen. Um, everybody can scan the QR code. Um, no, but uh, without further ado, let's get this on and pop in. Porik, you're up first. All right. Um, so this is a popular 90s cereal that was sadly discontinued, but a lot of people have tried to recreate it. Um, is it A, Toasty O's, B, Waffle O's, C, Fruity Crispers, or D, Cinnamon Mini Buns? Uh, hmm. What, what's uh, option A? A is Toastios, B is Waffleos, C is Fruity Crispers, and D is Cinnamon Mini Buns. Sorry, I didn't know if that music was too loud or not. I'm going to say D, Cinnamon Mini Buns. Okay. All right, Jason, same question. Um. Yep. Uh, I was going to say Cinnamon Mini Buns, which I think that's what it is, um, but I'll say Waffleos. Well, sadly, that is incorrect, Jason. Pork is the first question correct. <laughs> I knew I was right. I've actually had cinnamon mini. I've had those before. Though, that's a, so, that's go a ahead. big, big title for a cereal. I mean, that's cinnamon go mini across buns. the whole box and everything. They had. I want to say they created something similar to it, like in early two thousand, like maybe, like two thousand seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was it was a car. Cars was endorsing it. But it was something like that. It was like Cinnabon, whatever. And they were cocaine for me. They were so good. Like literally somebody had nabbed a bowl of mine. I said, put that back in the cereal box. Those are mine. How dare you? Uh, anyway, it was hilarious. But yes, all of these actually exist. I don't know about Fruity Crispers. I made that one up. Tosios, <laughs> by the way, uh, they're also made up. So I just lied. Uh, but Waffalos are an actual cereal that was uh, oh my discontinued. Goodness. So anyway, uh, you get the first question right. Uh, yeah. Jason, this next one is for you first. This mystery character has uh, his or her own cereal in the 1980s. Like many kids, um, like many kinds of cereal, it was sweetened corn puffs with marshmallow bits. Naturally, the marshmallows were shaped like this character. Is it A, Frogger, B, Mario, C, Pac-Man, or D, Donkey Kong? Dang, that's rough, bro. Um... I'm going to go whatever one Mario was. You said Mario? B? Yeah. Okay. Pork, same question. Pac-Man. That is correct. It's Pac-Man. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. You were so close. I could have given you a hint, but, you know. I, there you had know. to be a Mario. You're saying there's never been a Mario cereal? Uh, I'm not saying there wasn't. I'm just saying Pac-Man was the correct one. Uh, okay. Frogger could have had one. Donkey Kong probably has have one you somewhere. Have eaten the Pac-Man Pac cereal? Me? Porig. Oh. No, no, no. Um, Do you eat cereal? You don't eat cereal. Yeah, I'm a big cereal guy. I, oh. uh, my, my current one is the peanut butter crunchy balls that look like... Um, they almost look like Captain Crunch, but they're round balls instead of the... Are they Captain Crunch? They're very close to. I Interesting. Think yeah, and they're really good. The, the thing about the balls that's better than Captain Crunch is it doesn't chew up the top side of your gums. Oh, it doesn't sandpaper the top of yeah. your mouth. Yeah, but boy, yeah, they're good. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do love cereal. I think during the 2000s, though, when I was in the Army, I didn't really have access to cereal. Oh, wow. 
I was eating MREs at the bottom of a foxhole. So a lot of that stuff went by me. But I do Uh, remember the Pac-Man. It's funny because I say I love MREs, but I didn't have to eat them for weeks on straight. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. I I completely understand. Have you ever done a cereal bar at um, at uh, Alamo Draft House before, Perk? No, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, sometimes they'll have like a, a a brunch, and they'll have like a really cool '80s movie, and then they'll have like a cereal bar that you can just pick your own cereal. Oh wow, that sounds good. Cool. Yeah, that believe it or not, cool. there was a a cereal. It's like a restaurant. Yeah. But it's like a yeah, yeah. It's it's. It, I might be in Texas, I think, but it was on um. Uh, Oh my gosh, uh, Shark Tank, um, and they actually didn't get endorsed by them, but um, or they didn't strike up a deal. But uh, I think they're still around to this day, um, and I would love to visit there. But anyway, uh, next for our second to last question, a pork. Which one of these cereals never actually existed? Is it A. Smurfberry Crunch, B. Banana Frosted Flakes, C. Extraterrestrials, or D. Dino Pebbles? C extraterrestrials. Okay, are you sure? I, I'm pretty sure on that one. Yeah. Okay, Jason. Same question. Um, I have no idea what you said. I was okay. Which one of these? Which which one of these cereals never existed? Oh, you know what? You're distracted because you're looking up the answers, and he's cheating. Winning over here. He's not denying it, so he must be cheating. Jason, <laughs> which one of these cereals never existed? Smurfberry Crunch, Banana Frosted Flakes, Extraterrestrials, or Dino Pebbles? Dino Pebbles. Oh, Jason. You should have just went with Pork, man. Pork, it's Extraterrestrials. Congratulations. <laughs> I made that up, and I thought it was super, super clever. Um and I was like, extra tra- I, I, I was going to put alienos, but I was like, maybe those exist somewhere down in Utah. Uh, I was like, <laughs> extraterrestrials. Yes, perfect. Uh, Smurfberry Crunch is real. It's just, it's also discontinued. Banana Frosted yeah. Flakes threw me for a loop. It actually existed, yeah. also discontinued. And Dino Pebbles was, I think, where they had dino-shaped marshmallow bites in Fruity Pebbles. I vaguely um, recall that, too, yeah. Right. Um, but yes, so... Uh, Jason, man, you are 0 for 3 right now, dude, but... You know what that makes me? A serial killer. Bam! (laughs) I was going to tell you, they actually opened a store in San Antonio called Serial Killer Sweet. That's it. Yeah, that's Serial Killers. Oh, that's the name of the brand. Yeah, yeah, they are. And and why not? We're going to do an ad for them right now. If you're looking to get yourself serial killers, April 25th, their pre-orders open up again so you can get yourself... All kinds of amazing, delicious, serial killer, delicious things on SerialKillerSweets.com. I don't know. I think he just made that up. Whatever. Anyway. I'm not. I'm looking at it. It's on my screen. Jason, while you were looking it up, you could have been studying for this last and final question because it's for the mansion and the yacht. This is your redemption saga. So this is where the season either gets canceled or rebooted for a next season. Are you ready? No, I'm not. I'm still. <laughs> I think I'm looking Jason. I'm excited. Final question. What is my favorite cereal? And it is an open question. Mm. There were some hints in some previous 
answers to questions. Well, not answers, but it, it I may have hinted at something. Hmm. All right, I have an idea. The closest answer wins. So, what what is it? Captain. Uh, are you first, Jason? Captain. Crunch. Uh, sure. Oh, okay, Jason's first. All right. Yeah, Captain Crunch. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go with Fruity Pebbles. Oh, poor Rick. <laughs> that is the correct answer. Congratulations. <laughs> Is now is is that your wife in the background, Pork? Yeah, she's listening to the podcast at real time, and she's okay. upstairs, and I she's screaming out answers to so me. So funny! That's so good. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no, it's it's Fruity Pebbles, man. They just do something different. They're I I easily load up if I'm ever having Fruity Pebbles, it's three bowls of it, like yeah. without fail. Uh, they just taste so fresh. And here's the thing. I said Fruity Pebbles, but I actually like the multi meal uh, version better. The like Kroger slash Walmart. Oh, really? The bigger packages with the Ziploc. Fast, I thought. Uh, Fruity Pebbles in general, like that brand. Well, the multi meal does. They taste so much better. No oh. offense to Fruity Pebbles, but they, I feel like they're just something different. Um, what's up, Jaime? He said driving can't type. What's up, man? Um, but but yeah so you win the quiz uh for today jason i tried man i i don't know it was there but i felt the energy i know you were trying but we're gonna have to give it for Porik. now he's three and oh against you jason um maybe next time maybe next time um but uh yeah i think, I think he beat you once i don't think he's i think he's only one and two and oh versus me well i mean i don't know it's been a while so it could be uh the case but anyway pork what were we gonna say it seems like yesterday, my friend. Seems like yesterday. Oh. <laughs> well, Jason, uh, I'm glad we had Pork on the show today. Why? Why is he on the show though? Um. Well, because I didn't have no. Uh, oh I, my gosh! Uh, <laughs> Desperation. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, when I when I was talking to Pork, uh, one thing he said is to create even more, and so we're, he's uh, working on the new season of the podcast. He just finished uh, doing the sanctuary, which you talked about. Uh, they got their new. Uh, they got their new uh, concession stand. Is it in action or is it still working on it? So? It's in action. Well, it's not in action yet. We have the plumbers coming out very soon. They've got to put in a mop sink drain, and then we have uh, the sinks going in and the refrigerator. So we're expecting about a, another month of construction. But the big thing that happened today was we got the okay from the city for the the idea of the plans. And of course, it's not going to be just a little cafe it's going to be all done up and look like an old world dark wood and copper fixtures and it's going to look like pretty cool uh, but the city gave that us the blessing amazing. on it so uh yeah we're going to lean into that a uh, little bit of an expensive investment but we think um one our customer base has been totally dying for this for a long time and so we should get that uh profit pouring in to repay the bills that this construction is going to cost <laughs> now do you guys have like are you guys going to be making like uh specific concessions based on your shop or exactly. is it yeah yeah oh, it's going to be go. very medieval me. yeah medieval renaissance uh fair going uh fair 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 
Uh, it's the idea of turkey legs and soup in a bread bowl and sausage on a stick and paninis and uh, cheese boards. Um, it's going to be oh, this the charcuterie. Charcuterie, yes. <laughs> With a right. little. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can handle watching somebody play magic and eat from a cheese board at the same well, time. <laughs> Here's Those are the, the people secret. with le- uh, not legacy decks, uh, vintage decks. <laughs> the vintage. We we of course sell sleeves that go onto the magic cards. We figure if we start selling Cheetos and things like that, we just stock up on sleeves, and people just buy ten thousand million sleeves, and we get rich, and you know everyone's got cheetos on their hands that and is the organ. biggest pet peeve for me man because <laughs> i so i literally this weekend I, I i did a groom honoring for a friend and uh we had kind of got a weekend uh away and we got a cottage and we were all hanging out and playing magic and super smash bros and all that stuff and uh somebody was playing with a new deck of mine that i literally just created and i was like yeah you can play it I was just like, oh, because 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 it he knows how to play. I taught him how to play. I'm not worried about him crimping the cards or something like that. It's just like it's a brand new deck. I, you know what I'm saying? Like people don't always wash their hands. Like I'm not saying he didn't, but it's it's with anybody with anybody picks up my cards. I'm just like treat them with respect, bro. That's all I say. Uh huh. Yep, 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 yep. Wow. Yeah, no, you know, you know, one of my new favorite things is Korean dogs, Corey. Um, Korean dogs. A, yeah, it's a corn dog that has half cheese, half um hot dog, and then they use like a they use like a regular thing but with a cornstarch, a little cornstarch in there, but then also what they after they do it, they actually put um uh flaming hot Cheetos on it. So it's a flaming hot Oh, Cheetos, yes. Ooh, corn okay. dog yeah. with cheese. So <laughs> but what you should do is you should so it looks cool, um also bread the stick. So again, this is all for your trick, right? If you have it, no way for them not to get their hands dirty, then it sells more sleeves for you. Yep. So, absolutely. Yeah. You guys should Actually, have somebody create castle cookies. Uh, I could see that. Um, we're probably going to rename a lot of the food so it has a thematic name to it. Like, of uh, you know, uh, what do you call gnome? Gnome knuckles are like little uh, cheese curds yeah something like that or something like that. maybe chicken nuggets or something like that but it's all going to have a very thematic name to it and the thing that's going to make it very interesting is how we're going to present it we're going to put it on a metal platter and you're going to get metal mil- um, medieval utensils to use with it and the drink that you order is going to come in a, a mug or a goblet and so there's going to be nothing like a red plastic cup or a soda can. It's going to look like a full medieval. Uh, It's going to be served to you by some barista uh, bar wench kind of person. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be fun. A lot of fun. Bar wench man. It could be a bar wench man. A a bar bar wrench, I guess is what you would call that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, you need to go all Disney world on them and just get your own uh, night watch games molded uh goblets so that uh-huh. they can buy the drink and for like 20 for refills yeah yeah and then yeah. and then you're you're making money just off money you're just yep. like hey yep it's... you get your own custom goblet and uh yep. you know you could and i know you you could probably actually just make your own custom goblets and just sell them nice yeah metal night watch games on a like a, a yeti mug or something that looks yeah. like oh, a goblet okay. yeah yeah that would so be we're pretty excited right about here. that the, the community has been 
clamoring for a food and drink outlet for the store forever. Not a shock. Um, so yeah, we're super excited. Uh, have we also have another room pizza across the street. Like it's always so long of a walk to get to the yeah. food. Yeah. So. And while we love Capos, it, it is a long walk and, um, pizza again is one of those things that really gets all over the fingers easily. Mm-hmm. So people aren't too keen on it, but, uh, we should be able to serve our own now. That's so awesome, man. That's Pretty a huge excited. upgrade. Yep. We have a, a second room. Uh, one of our, the room that was hosting all the medieval and renaissance gear that we now have over at the sanctuary, which is our, our second store now that sells just medieval gear. That room that used to have all that is now being renovated into a Vietnam war bunker with a big game table in the middle so that wow. you play a lot of your war games. And when it's not your turn, you look around, it feels like you're in the Vietnam jungle and there's an M60 firing port right above you and a bunch of camouflage netting and sandbags everywhere. It's, it's going to be, be really again, one of those really, thematic things. Really tough for somebody who just got out of like a tour and just like, we were going to have some ambient right. sounds, you know, oh, it was like no. artillery. Sound. <laughs> I feel sorry for, I feel sorry for the guy. Who, who just got back and one of his friends is like, hey, come check this place out. It's great. And it's like, he's struggling as he's playing his game. He's yeah. like, the first sound. <laughs> Tripping it. Oh, yeah. man. That's really, really cool, man. A, yeah, we're excited. We're excited. It's uh, There's a lot of happening at the store. Yeah, man, I want to see you. I want to, I want to, I mean, I, I was finally able to meet Jason. He came by the store. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, brought his little terrorizing... <laughs> piranhas he was yeah. running all around i was like please don't touch anything bro <laughs> and of course that that didn't that didn't work oh come on <laughs> it was good expensive uh giant mannequin of a elizabethan don't no 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 don't touch that don't yeah. touch falls Marble. apart shreds yeah. disintegrates he has, he has somebody's uh, of... star wars legion uh to- a thing in his mouth Oh, <laughs> somebody's, somebody's play piece. Oh my gosh! Sorry, guy. Do you just want me to give That's you a ball now? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, being able to meet Jason, and then uh, uh, if yeah, if you ever come down, let's do um, you know go out to dinner and do stuff. Sounds good but, to me, man. Jason, you, are you a sushi guy? Do you like sushi? Yeah. Have you? Were you just gonna talk about the new restaurant? I haven't heard about it. Oh, uh, there's. I think it's you know Perfect where segue. that. You know yeah. where the old where the uh, the Drew Brees restaurant was right beside. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's going to be called Unami, and I think it's an all you can eat sushi place. Oh wow! So yes, I, but I am a I am a sushi fan. So my wife is a big fan. I get a little scared when you you convert I, a buffet and sushi. Those two things I don't know should go together. Yeah, I, I understand. Well, if they do it right, like they do, like a uh, Brazilian steakhouse, then I think it's fine. Yeah, right? like if they if they have new boards come out and then you pick from the boards. Yeah, and they're, they're fresh right then. Yeah, yeah. I, but if I'm yeah, I'm with you. I don't want to just go into a to a line of. I don't normally get. I don't normally test the sushi at a uh, at a buffet. Not agreed. Yep. 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 So. Is there a place you like down here? Um. I'm addicted to uh, Grubhub and Uber Eats and DoorDash and all that. So, oh, uh, man. depending you on must where have I am, money, money. Well, 
desperation. Oh, yeah. DoorDash is expensive, man. Because he's it stuck is. at work. He's stuck yeah. at work, and so he can't like. I feel uh, it. Just go get food. Yeah, I can't just get up and go and. And and where he is, there's not like anything really close. So not really. Like, not sushi types. Probably, yeah. So, the thing that I was eating a lot of is uh, a poke bowl. It's basically, yeah. you know, like a big rice dish that has a bunch of sushi ingredients in it. Uh, that was a real easy eat for me because you just scarf yeah. it up. And every every spoonful is different because it's got a different mix of ingredients in it. Uh, but unfortunately, the one that I really liked called Pokey Central uh, went out of business. Oh, so no. I'm, I'm all, I don't know there's, what to do now. There's a few over here. Um you have to go eat sushi. cereal. Yellowfin sushi makes a really good <laughs> pokeball. So, um, but anyways. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's my wife's a big sushi fan, so I know the the places to go. The best sushi at least close to us is Austin. But yeah. Yeah. Trey, are you a sushi guy? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. I so for me, I'm not like it's weird like I I probably won't do actual raw fish like just the whatever the salmon on top or whatever they would put but i mean crab like uh whatever else i mean i'll eat it and i'll be completely happy i'll put the wasabi and the soy together dip it and if i'm eating a different one i'll throw ginger down my mouth so yeah right on right on the right whole on. the whole nine yards but it's just the raw fish just doesn't i can't do it it's a texture thing so yeah and i'm not, normally not a picky eater so yeah I, I also make, the as same you way. can tell <laughs> I also make a bunch of rolls myself. Oh, so, home yeah. rolling. I've made sushi before, yeah. Yeah. It's it's wow. it's interesting. It's actually not as hard to make as you'd think. I I think it's the prep work that takes all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting all this stuff together. Yeah. I would love to be near uh, a game shop like yours Ooh. because they're sorry, I'll tell you okay. I just remembered what the actual thing I was talking about. Oh, you're good. Um, yeah. I was going to say, uh, it's a shop down here. Um, he's moved like four times, and I've been at every location he's been at, but it, it, it's much bigger now. Um, and he has like, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, main main things, magic and um, sports cards, but now it's a game shop. And so he has like video games that he's selling and stuff, but yours is like the cream of the crop because you have like decor and ambience and i mean you have a whole nother shop now and yeah. um i just feel like that like putting your money into the ambience is so much cooler because when you walk in people don't want to leave well yeah i have a whole theory about this i don't even know if we have enough time for the theory because oh, i no. just go on and on about it maybe i should but... ask you in the beginning <laughs> the, the thing that i've come to realize is if a non-gamer comes into a space like night watch games they immediately realize that the store owner is investing in their identity in the sense that they're making it a legitimate, cool thing to be, right? You walk into Nightwatch games like, whoa, this is my world. And not only are they subscribing to the things that I like, they're really making it look cool. And so as a customer, you feel validated in your passion. And then, of course, you want to support a location like that because that's your third place, the place you go to feel uh, at home when you're not at home or right. working. And so they understand that the owners understand who they are and they support who they are. And they, they just become super loyal through that. Whereas if you come into just a normal retail space, 
The relationship between you and the owner is that he sells something and you buy it. That's as deep as that goes. That's not right. very deep at all. Right. Um, so, I, yeah, I think we're on to something. I'd really encourage stores around to really jump into the ambiance and make the shopping experience something that transcends just a retail experience. It's got to be something more. And uh, I, hopefully that's the future of game stores is well, a really was, cool place that you go. I was thinking about this as I passed your store. I was thinking of coming in, but I had my baby with me and I was like, I'm not even messing with that. Um, <laughs> but I, as I was driving by, I thought, man, I need to sit down and park. And we need to come up with a franchising plan. So you can just have like dope uh, franchises. Like where everybody has your builds in every single store. And then they could be as, they could be not as awesome because they're the franchises, you know. Like I'll run it down here in Louisville. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brendan and I are approached with that idea of franchising a lot because uh, I think people see the value of what we're doing and they they want you know it to spread. But part of that puzzle is hard to cre- recreate. Is yeah. is the chemistry that Brendan and I bring to the table, and. It's not that Brenda and I are super amazing, awesome, unique people. We are, but that's not really what I'm pointing out. <laughs> that's not my point. Um, it's just that there's nobody else out there that has the drive or the dedication or the vision, and they're involved in game stores. You know, yeah. people with a lot of drive and ambition and, and vision, they're usually doing something else, and they're making things happen somewhere else. Uh, but in the gaming industry, it's hard to find people that are – going to make a game store their lifelong 100% ambitious plan. Yeah. Uh, so we could give them a franchise, but I think they're going to run it into the ground. No, no, this is the best part is that we will, we'll, it's just like McDonald's style. We'll own the, the locations and then we'll also have the build out. So then they, uh, they have to pay like a hundred thousand <laughs> to, to, to build out the store. And if it fails, that's not our problem. They, they're, they're, they already built out the store. It's awesome. We got Jeez. our money. We'll run. <laughs> and, and we probably they, could franchise the sanctuary. Yeah. Cause that's that not, is more, yeah, it's more not necessarily a community space. It's, it, it is more retail. Uh, it's very specific retail. And again, you're legitimizing your <laughs> customer base by making the shopping experience cool but it's it's not the same customer or uh, community building is what I meant. Yeah, it's not quite the same. So we'd franchise the sanctuary. There's a funny story behind the origins of the sanctuary. The the font and the merchandise and the coloring, almost the whole vibe of what the sanctuary is, is totally stolen from Cher. Oh, what Cher? Yeah, bathroom? back. It's, tra- well, it's stolen from your background, Trey. Oh. <laughs> hey. In, in 1980s, Cher had a catalog where she was selling items out of her Miami house. And she had this very renaissance Victorian Gothic house. And everything was really kind of this cool medieval vibe to it. And she called the, sanctu- or she called the catalog the Sanctuary. And as a kid, I totally fell in love with it. And of course, everything was super expensive. Like these candle operas that would just hold candles were like $5,000. And I remember just going, oh, one day I'm going to have all this stuff. Well, that whole catalog went under and she sold her Miami house and she sort of got out of the business of selling home decor. But uh, I never forgot. And so 20, 30 years later, 
the sanctuary lives on. I'm I'm waiting for Cher to show up at my front door, going, "Hey, wait a second, <laughs> that's mine." And you're like, "That okay, would be interesting." Sounds good to be Cher. <laughs> Let's collaborate. Right, exactly. <laughs> we could just have a whole Cher section. It would still work with that clothes. Clothes. Yep. Yeah, but we do have a gothic Victorian section that is, uh, it is, oh man, it is hot. That, that's all I can say is when a customer puts that those those black dresses on with a corset and these like veils, ah, that's my thing. So help, can't really, I don't know if you could paraphrase this or just like cliff notes. I I used to like, um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I was in an art class and at one point in time we had to to study architecture of the time and one of it was gothic and help me understand that whole era like i know that's a much longer conversation but like could you cliff note that because where did that come from and why um uh, yeah there was the old classic gothic movement um it was ag uh architectural at first and it was the concept that the builder wanted the person in the building to venerate God. And one of the reasons, or one of the methods that they got people to do that was they would make these very long, tall, uh, pointed arches. And the aesthetic was it would cause you to literally look up all the time. And so you were, you know, giving your due attention to the heavenly father up there uh, and so the lines of Gothic architecture are very long and vertical, and then they come to a, a very sharp point, which has now become known as the Gothic arch. Uh, but the whole idea was that it was a very uplifting, celestial type of inspired architecture. And if you contrast that, you have a Romanesque type of architecture that this is reacting to. Uh, Romanesque is very round. You see those Roman arches that almost look like half circles. And it gives you a, a real sense of solidarity and groundedness. And even the Roman columns are really big and round and fat. Whereas Gothic columns are very thin and vertical. So it was really just a counter movement to what was popular at the time uh, under the guise of, I assume Christianity had something to do with it. You know, the the cathedrals and all that kind of stuff. So, but is, does that contrast what we know as goth, meaning like, oh, there's a goth girl. Okay. She's wearing all black. She's got the corset. She's got the uh, black eyeliner. She's got, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the connection is not straightforward. There's a whole bunch of uh, steps in between uh, the Gothic movement as architecture. And then they had a Gothic revival mu movement and you had a neo-Gothic movement. And there's a bunch of developments of this concept but the pop culture version of Gothic is really that person that subscribes to or embodies the medieval doom and, and basicness of mortality is mm. their primal concern. And a lot of the higher echelon thoughts of uh, a renaissance just don't have time for that. You know, life is just so heavy on you that you are just dealing with the most basic of questions. And so the existentialist experience of a goth person is supposed to be that they're, they're just worried about life and death. They're not worried about art or aesthetics or the, the more enlightened concepts of the Renaissance. 
they're just worried about life and death and the treachery of the human condition. And so I think that's the origin of what Gothic was as a pop movement. Uh, but of course now it's, it's become glamorized as just emo. Uh, you know, if you have any kind of feeling for anything whatsoever, you must be uh, super sensitive and gotcha. <laughs> all Makes that sense. Kind of okay. stuff. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. And one of the and there's things, a history lesson for you folks. I know. And I love how he knew all the answers. Like he didn't have to like he didn't just make it up. Like he might have made it up, but it sounded like he really knew what he was doing. So that that's was the really trick. Bad. You gotta make it sound like you know what you're talking about, but yeah. <laughs> Don't open up a history book. <laughs> Don't so, Google oh, right. that. <laughs> right. One of the other reasons I mentioned create even more is that you do have a new season of the podcast, and the new podcast, as you said, is talking about talking to the night watchers that do awesome stuff um what makes you want to make this 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 the season um well, compared to what you were doing before it's a good question but i find that uh when i need to personally be inspired i just look for that externally and so i thought i'm sort of in a, a kind of a, a rut i've been doing uh some stuff for the, a long time and i'm not getting a lot of progress out of it and i started kind of slipping down into this miasma of inactivity and so i thought to light a fire under my butt i would just get people on a podcast that are doing cool and amazing things and by talking to them i would then feel inspired to get my own programs up and running again and it seems to be working as soon as i started doing the podcast and talking to people uh my whole pastimes have now hit second and third gear and i'm back to back to the grind of making things happen that's awesome uh, yeah. So far, uh, you've, I assume you've recorded a few episodes and haven't released them all yet, right? Is that correct? Yeah, we, we've recorded six. Uh, we've released two so far. So we have four in the chamber, and I still have two or three more guests to record with. So we should have a full season of at least 10 episodes. And while that does not compare to you guys, you guys are super prolific. Uh, I like doing a, a little parcel and putting a little bow on it and setting it on the shelf and let it, letting it be what it is. What's the most anticipated? What's what's the one you're looking forward to the most sharing? That's a great question. And the answer is there is a voice actor. Yeah, I who, knew you were going to say that. You knew that guy? Okay, well, yeah. No, I mean, you, last time we talked about how you, you were sponsoring his show. Yes, yes. Yeah. His, his name is Trevor Duvall. He's a voice actor used to work in LA and Hollywood and he's associated with a lot of voices that people know through cartoons and anime. Like who? Uh, he was the voice of, he was the voice of one of the villains in a Marvel anime cartoon. Uh, quick. Yeah, Trevor, Trevor. Oh, oh, Rocket Raccoon, uh, Rocket Raccoon from oh, Garlands yeah. of the Galaxy. That yeah, was yeah. one of his. Yeah. yeah, and he's got a, a resume that's just pages and pages long. Um, he recently moved from L.A. over to San Antonio, and um, he's a gamer. He plays a lot of role-playing <laughs> games, and so. To get himself situated in the town, he did the tour of game stores and came across Nightwatch Games. And he and I met and we got along right away. And uh, he had actually even entertained doing his 
online TV show or his YouTube show through one of our private rooms and doing the, the broadcasting from the private room. But that didn't work out. There were too many logistics that need to happen. You know, a lot of hardware has to be brought in and all that kind of stuff. But he's he's really got this cool show called Me, Myself, and Die. Oh, and the, the premise sounds really dumb. Listen to this premise. See, see if you don't laugh. Um, he is going to show himself playing a role-playing game alone by himself. <laughs> okay. He's he's the dungeon master and he's the player at the same time. So he's four we, different person. Oh, two different personalities. Yeah. Well, as the dungeon master, he's the personality of all the different characters that Correct. his character is supposed to interact with. And because he's a voice actor, you know, he can really pull that off. But the weird part is it's just him. And right. he's just the player and the DM. And it, he he admits to me that it just sounded like kind of a joke and he was going to sort of, you know, see what this is about. But his production value was so high and he had multiple cameras so that when he was using a different voice for character A, he would look at camera A, but then he would turn and look at camera B and change his voice. And as a viewer, you really get the impression he's like all these different people. And the story is randomly generated. He uses dice to sort of figure out what's going to happen. And while he justifies what his character does, he uses a random table generator to see what the world does in reaction. So he has no idea what's coming down the pipe. And he has to ad lib a bunch of stuff. And he does a great job of it. And he's got this great energy. And he's got all these cool voices. And I have to admit, I hate watching people play games i hate watching people play role-playing games like critical role i i i just can't i I find it kind of cringy myself even though they're really good at what they're doing uh i just can't watch them i watched two seasons of me myself and i in succession wow i just streamed the whole thing and i just never stopped watching so it's really good i really endorse it i think it's uh, a lot of fun uh, Trevor and I have become friends now. He comes over to my house and we play uh, role-playing games here at the house. Um, so that's kind of a cool relationship. And, you know, you, you meet these celebrity type people. And then when you really get to know them, they just become normal dudes with this this creative energy that they're just pursuing. He will and never be normal to me, but I understand. Yeah. It's it's inspirational to be around him. voice actors. So. Yeah. He, he's an amazing dude. Um, so we're, we're going to interview him and sort of try to tap into his creative process and see what he's doing. And why is it that you left LA to come to San Antonio and, right. and what's the future hold for him and, uh, just tap his brains and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but there's a lot of cool people out there that got a lot of cool stories to share. You guys know. Yeah. We've yeah. interviewed some of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what I mean by some is hundreds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? How many podcasts do you guys have? I think we're at like 125. Wow. Wow. That's really cool. It's a ton of episodes. Yeah. yeah. And it's like. And I was only know, on four. Yeah. I'm just well, kidding. You're, <laughs> you're up there on the most episodes by one guest. Uh, I think Jaime got you. I think he's on like five, but you're up there. You're on the, the top guest leaders. I'll take second. I'm good yeah. with that. I'm all right. Yeah. Um, well, very cool. Yeah, so that's really cool. I, I I think it's cool. I said that's how I first 
heard about you was oh well that's how i first knew that you were actually doing podcasts is when i heard your podcast um and so that's how i knew about it but i knew about the store before i knew about the podcast the podcast yeah yeah, yeah. Well, well we'll take you any which way we can get you through the podcast or through marketing or yeah. through a drive-by whatever it, <clears throat> pork i got a question for you and this may may maybe on another podcast but um because of the gravity of the question how do we break down the stigma of game shops which because like the stereotypes are involved with it because for me i huge nerd will tell everybody love anime love comics love magic love manga love all superheroes whatever when i walk into a store sometimes i get scared and i'm a huge nerd because <laughs> because i see right 40 50 plus year old men who are playing with models about this big of whatever mm -hmm. now do i have a problem with it no do i get uncomfortable for other people walking in that are not normal customers yes because yep. it's like how do i explain someone else's passion and hobby without you getting grossed <laughs> yeah yeah in the, some extent to some extent that's the the curse of being passionate about almost anything is you come right. across as being unhinged and and kind of weird about it but if you realize it's really just passion and where a lot of people find their safety or they're they're able to get away from the real world for a while um game stores have to change how they interact with their community uh, again, I, I alluded to it earlier today, but you have to transcend retail. You can't just be the shop that sells things to people because they're into it. Um, if you do that, you just got crappy tables, crappy chairs, crappy shelves, and a whole bunch of merchandise, and you think that that's enough. And unfortunately, Amazon's going to beat you at that game every time. Mm. So I don't even know why you should try to compete on that level. You have to offer as a game store owner something to your community that Amazon does not provide. And that is uh, an accepting, open, safe environment where you're surrounded by people that understand you. They speak your language and they, they legitimize who you are as a nerd or a geek or whatever the word is that we want to use. Sure. There's that support structure. And while that was happening for a while, you know, us nerds supported each other no matter where we found each other. Uh, the industry is blowing up so much that to be a nerd is now transcending your mom's basement or sure. your high school club. It's it's everybody now. A lot of people are really into this kind of stuff. Sure. And the normies that we thought were untouchable, they're the ones that sort of judged us from our passions. They're now part of it. And so I think game stores and gaming communities can really raise the bar of what it is to be a nerd and hold everybody accountable for those behaviors that we negatively associated with gaming. Um, things like poor hygiene or po poor social skills or volume control in a public space or turn-taking in a social interaction all those things as nerds um you know they weren't weren't really pursued well but with a 
uh, an upgraded community, we can raise what it is to be a nerd, and we can all interact with each other on a more normal basis that's legitimized. And so that we all do use deodorant. We all <laughs> let other people talk. Um, we we stay away from uh, misogynistic kind of outlooks or this very chauvinistic male-dominated approach to our space. And we let uh, the minorities uh, participate on equal footing. And we empower them so that they can have their voice and have it be heard and have it, again, be legitimized and protected. Uh, it, it really becomes this big social movement of uh, promoting happiness in other people um, by keeping standards high and not lowering the bar to just let everybody come into your space and say, yeah, I'm a gamer. Well, yeah, you might play games, but you're an obnoxious SOB and I don't want you in my space. You're oh, bad right. for all of us. Get out. And uh, game I've stores in the past. People. Yeah. I think game stores need to police those people. And if the customer doesn't change and their behaviors don't improve, I think they need to get booted. And as a, as a retailer, that's the last thing you want to hear. Right. But again, we have to transcend that retail experience. We have to, we have to be so much more. And so the long-term game plan is if you raise the bar, you're going to piss some people off. You know, they're going to get mad because you're telling them how to behave and you're going to make some enemies. But the long-term is you're going to make 10 times more friends and you're going to elevate a community that over time is going to understand everybody, everything is better now because we just have better people that are gamers. So it, it becomes a little contentious because the old guard of game store owners, they're not changing in that approach quick enough, I think. And the, the industry is just blowing up. There are more and more people involved in gaming and the pop culture things that you talk about um, than ever before. And they're, they're all looking for a community to become a part of. And the last thing they want to do is walk into some place and get hit with this stench of male unwashed bodies nobody wants to be a part of that right even us old school gamers don't want to be a part of that no we never wanted to be i never want that yeah i'd bring deodorant and be like bro yeah <laughs> here here's my uh, friendly advice to you i i appreciate that response port because uh i mean i'm not a game owner or game shop owner I, i'm just one of the customers um but I mean, I guess without me, you'd be out of business, right? <laughs> With all the customers uh, coming in to buy your wares. But like, um, I think that is the biggest thing is is the ambience that your shop brings is the, the uh, for lack of better words, the environment. Uh, because when I come in and I see 20 people I don't like, I don't really don't want to be there. Right. Um, or if it's the same people that are always there or whatever, um, you become friends with those people or you do not become friends with those people. And if it's just the merchandise you're there for, well, you can get that anywhere. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. it's just the, hey, I'm, I'm going to, to be outside or whatever, I'm going to be out of my house for a little bit, um, you can go to Walmart and pick up magic cards. But, you know, obviously for a game shop, you're going for the singles, the stuff that you're going to make the deck with, the stuff that you don't have to scrounge through booster packs and find that one card that you could have just yeah. bought outright instead of spending $100 on a, a booster box yeah um but yeah no i appreciate that because um i think it does need to be more inclusive in the fact that i wish there was more women in the stores because i would prefer 
being around everybody like than just playing with a whole bunch of dudes like i everybody has something to bring to the table um and i i appreciate you saying that so well one of the things that we discovered is brenda and i we got married because we identify with each other's values right We, we obviously see each other as valuable people and we we got married and we built this game store which is much like raising a child. Jason, I think you can identify with that process in that you put everything that you own into this creation and it starts at zero and you've got to build it up. And by default, the process is it inherits your values. It's an extension of you. And the part that we didn't predict was that the community that revolves around that store that is built up also inherits those values. Or it's not that they inherit the values, they identify with the values and they feel comfortable with them. And so they're willing to participate in that arena. But there's some people that come into my store and they immediately feel uncomfortable. Mm. As cool as my store looks and smells and it's clean and it's got all these cool things to it, some people walk in and they feel uncomfortable because they don't share the values of the store. And they can't articulate that. There's nobody that comes in and says, oh, this is the values of this store and I don't identify with them and therefore I don't like it. They just feel it, right? And so they either act belligerent or they try to test the rules or they don't obey the very few rules that we do have or they just don't feel good, so they leave. Um, What we find though is the community if you base a a company on good values that most people identify with, the community will identify with that and they will feel empowered by that. And they will form relationships with other people that are identifying with those same values and everything becomes very copacetic. And Jason, you're going to feel the same thing as your son grows up, he's inherited your values, hopefully, right? That's, that's the goal, but his circle of friends that identify with him, are probably also going to identify with those same values. You know, the the flock of a feather fly together or whatever that cliche is. Bird, birds of a feather? That's the but one. yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's, it's the same concept that happens in a store in community building is people of similar values identify with each other. And so if you build a economic setting, a store, but it's based on values that transcend just a retail interaction and you're out there to uplift and you're out there to make people happy and you're out there to inspire and motivate and protect. Um, a lot of stores don't do that kind of stuff. And I don't know if I've told you guys, one of, one of our really big feathers in our cap, the things that happen in our store that totally transcend just retail, uh, we have multiple birthday parties in the store. That's sort of a an obvious one. Oh, we have awesome. private, yeah, lots of birthday parties, uh, but they're adult birthday parties. We usually don't have the kids there. It's sure. adults celebrating their fiftieth birthday or whatever, and they wow. they bring their friends to play games. But we've also had six different gamers oh. get on their knee and propose to their wow. future spouse in the store. That's a very significant moment. And they're doing it in the store. So it's not just a store. There's something special there. We've had um, bachelorette parties, bachelor parties. We had a baby shower. Wow. And we've had uh, now two weddings 
full-blown weddings conducted in the store. That must have been a pretty penny. It, it was. Uh, we we made it uh, cost-effective for them. And, of course, the sure. community is right there, and everybody knows each other, so it wasn't a big shake-up. Um, but to bring that whole cycle, that whole life cycle, all the way around, we've also had two memorials wow. where two of our members of our community had, you know, were lost to them. Uh, COVID mm. claimed one, and the other one was a, a suicide. Wow. But the family said, you know, their happy place was your store. Let's celebrate their life in your store. That is transcending retail. That is not me selling games to people. That is me making a space that they identify with, with other people that they identify with. And it becomes this very supportive community that um, is, is very profound. None of those things would happen in my local card shop. And that's a shame. It should. It should because the people in your locality probably want that stuff. Sure. They want to walk into a space and be greeted by name. And they, they say, this place makes me feel powerful because it's a cool place and I'm a part of it. And a lot of game store owners aren't doing that. I don't know why. Well, it's, I, it's, it's interesting because I, in the last few months, had some interactions. Well, I had one interaction with somebody that was not a fan of your store. Yep. And, mm. uh, but it was, it was for the exact reason. But you, you punched said. him, right? Uh, no, like... <laughs> but they, they were, they were pretty drunk. And so, oh, um, so you did punch him. <laughs> I was just like, but I was listening and I was like, at first I was, oh man, I want to defend. But then after listening, even what you're saying right now, like, no, it totally makes sense. It's like, if you believe one thing, people that don't believe that thing are going to not want to be around. I, we, I deal with this all the time just for being me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. well, I don't really want to be around a positive rapper, which is yeah. weird to say, but it's like, mm. yeah, but it's something I do. And so I'm not trying to hold you down and I want you to enjoy yourself. But if you're not right. down, I'm not down. And I remember listening to that person and I was like, no, you're allowed your opinion, but I've talked to him way more times than you have. And I have a solid uh, feeling. He doesn't need to know this and I don't say this, but I'm like, I have my solid foundation. I know who you are. So I'm like, to me, his opinion of you doesn't change it. But it's funny you saying that goes, oh, that totally makes sense. Why somebody like that would have uh, responded to you in that way. And yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, me. it's me, Pork. I don't like your store. Well, <laughs> you're not invited. <laughs> you're uninvited to our hangout time. Dang it. There's two interesting things that happen from that is as soon as I find out that there's somebody that doesn't identify with the store and by, by association, they don't identify with me. Mm. Um, my first knee, knee jerk reaction is, uh, you know, I get all defensive and my claws come out. But once I get past that, what I realize is this person still needs a home. And so in a weird way, I perversely, need to support other game stores so that that person has a place to go. Oh, yeah. So they don't come wow. to my store and they don't make my community worse because they don't identify with it. I, I want them to find some place out there. As one of my podcast guests would say, I'm going to love you. I'm just going to love you from far away. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's that kind of idea. Um, I have friends like that. I mean, what? Yeah. And, and the second thing is, Anybody 
who has a set of convictions, and Jason, you're saying this because you're a positive rapper, there are a set of convictions and values that go with that identity. You can't please everybody. There's no way. Absolutely not. And if you are pleasing everybody, you don't have any convictions. So stick with what you believe is right and the chaff will fall out and the people that flock around you are going to be your people, you know, your tribe. And you just support yourself with that knowledge that you've got your people and let the other people go. Just don't hang your hat on them. They're, they're on a different path. Yeah. Great way it's easy to say all that. You know, sometimes it does get to you a little bit, but that's why I just turned to my wife and she goes, ah, I love you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's helpful. It's helpful when your coworker is your wife. <laughs> yes. like, you saw that, right? She's like, you're good. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. It was just having this conversation and I'll make this really fast, but I was just having this, like we, like me and Trey, we can make our content very gotcha where people get it, but we don't want that community, right? Like we want people that want to be a part of this and we don't want to like, it's like, I'm big into star Wars. Right. And so it's like, no, no, that. All right, sorry. All the Star Wars, <laughs> all the, like you know the Galaxy Edge, you know that kind of thing, and everybody's talking about. It. And there's those guys that do the gotcha stuff, where it's like it's the most terrible thing ever. And then there's the other guys that are like, this is cool. It's like uh, there's a show called Thank the Maker, which is like three emo band singers have their own podcast where they talk about Star Wars. And uh, sounds and good to me. Yeah, and so but it's like they're positive, while there are other people that are like this is terrible. I hate everything about it. And it's like, you can decide what community you want. I was having this conversation with a business partner and it was like, you can do those things and you're going to get way more views with negative stuff. It's just how, it's just how it works right now. Yeah. But uh, it's funny, but yeah, what you said is a great way to finish. This is in that, you know, just let it go. Let's let it, let be your convictions and let the chaff go as it may. And I think that's amazing advice, especially when we talk about creating more. Like, yeah. don't try to make everybody happy. Make yourself mm-hmm. happy, and the rest of the stuff will work out. Yeah. yeah. Um, Trey, I think it's that time. What time are you talking about? I think it's time for tell- you to tell everybody that um, you are not a fan of Ewoks. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a problem with Ewoks, but if I get run up on by a squad of 20, I'm probably going to get wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> I think what he's actually talking about Wait, is the fact that it is question of the day. All right. So we got a segment uh, from our boy per usual at I green God. See again, if we had more people that would send us questions today, we would roll right on through it and we'd use yours instead of at I green gods, but this is what we got for today. And so this is actually great. If you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, how should you judge a book? Mm. So personally for me, I judge my books kind of like how I judge people. If they fall over when I push them, then they're not worthy of my time. So <laughs> you like the big thick books, huh? Yeah, the big the big <laughs> spine, the thick paper, um, you know, the sturdy background. I'm joking, obviously. Kind of. <laughs> what? If it doesn't have an anime cover, then I'm not gonna pick it up. Phenomenal! Uh, I love that response. I even have a I even have an anime Bible just to prove this point. Oh my gosh! So, oh my, really? Yes. Do you really? Wow. 
Okay, I don't. But I bought. Uh, one. We should have just ran with it. I bought one for an, a friend of mine where I for his birthday I bought him an anime Bible and it was dope. Like it has like a full little in the middle of it has a full um, quick synopsis of the Bible in in. It's actually mag, ma, magna, a magna, a magna, manga, manga, manga. So I used yeah. to say manga all the time, but it's, manga. It's American. That's awesome. Cool. What do you think, Pork? Manga theology. Uh, how do I judge a book if it's not by the cover? I would have to say I judge it by the author. Mm. So everyone's mom and dad. Yeah, because again, there's a value system being passed on there. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And He's staying on brand right now. I'm trying. Word. <laughs> um, that's that's very cool. Uh, now it's time for us to turn everything into a rap song. Um, and uh, is there anything that you'd like me to? What is there any theme that you want? The we should let Porik plug first. Oh yes, please plug away. Do you have any okay. things you'd like to tell everybody about? Yeah, yeah, I got like probably three things I'd like the the listeners to to know. Uh, one, we do have that new store called the Sanctuary. Uh, so if you're ever interested in Renaissance or medieval garb, and you're going to the Renaissance Fair or Halloween's coming up or cosplaying at a convention or something, uh, we are a brick and mortar store open seven days a week from twelve to nine p.m. Uh, we've got a great staff that can help you out. Uh, our prices are very, very reasonable. And I think we're the only brick and mortar store selling medieval and Renaissance garb within Texas, question mark, maybe. So with definitely within San Antonio. We're a unique store in San Antonio. And the inside of the store is a very cool looking place. It's not just retail. It's There's an experience there. Oh, uh, They watch games. Uh, great community, 7,000 strong. Uh, we are now celebrating wow. our sixth year of being in business. And uh, things are getting bigger and bigger and better and better. And we're about to open up that cafe. So another good reason to stop by the store. And the third thing is uh, Nightwatch Games is now um, putting out their podcast. And again, we ha- I think we have episode two of season three now uh, pushed out. So if you're interested in more content, of the people that call themselves night watchers uh give that a listen it's called night watch games podcast dope sick nasty I, I know when my son walked into the uh sanctuary he was like daddy it's a castle <laughs> and he just ran around and then, and then Park shows up in his full night outfit he's like ah it's a castle <laughs> night, yes uh, lord reverend man. mulgrew that's an official title i have by the way yes you I am officially a lord, and I just got. Uh, you have land in Scotland. Uh, I have land in County Kerry, Ireland. Mm. Mm. Yes, and then I also got um, that certificate that you can get if you wanted to. Um, can't think of the word, but you you host a wedding. You do the okay. The the Officiate wedding wedding officiating the wedding. Yeah, there's a some type of card that you can get. I DJ, so I should know these terms. Yeah, totally missing me right now. But uh, I call myself Lord Reverend Mulgrew now. Oh man, I'm like a paladin. Phenomenal. Um, All right. So, what do you want? What do you want the song to be about today? Oh boy. Choose a theme, and I will roll with the theme. Kind of tell a story with whatever you talk about. 
Okay, this one's gonna be hard. I got Ooh. a hard one for you. Man, make it happen. Values. I knew she was gonna do that. <laughs> I'm pretty we predictable. Should, Jason, we should have it where you're perusing a game shop, not necessarily yeah. Nightwatch games, but crazy stuff for ha crazy stuff's happening. You but it. it's about but I values. Have to run with values. You got yes. It. I'm gonna as you're doing that, I'm gonna look um look up a couple beats that I've already pre planned so I can Ooh. Um, all right, and so just for you, for heads up, Corik, uh, as he's working on this, we are going to do a close, and this week we have a new game that we started last week, and it's called Therapy Session, and you're going to be Trey's um, therapist, but uh, all you're going to do is ask him questions on why is the only way he can, uh, why, why is the only way he can actually um, conversate with people is by playing card games. Or games at a game shop. So okay. the only way those kind of questions, just ask him those and he'll answer them silly. So Okay. But you're the therapist. His issue is that he um is he only knows how to do social interactions at game shops. Okay. But he doesn't know how to talk to people in real life. <laughs> they have to have games in their hand. Are you ready, All Trey? Right. You ready? To, I'm ready to rock. All right, Porik, do you have a name for us? Do you want work or do you have <laughs> Sir? Lord Reverend, yeah, it's called Lord Reverend Mulgrew. Oh, new Lord one. Reverend Mulgrew. Okay, I'm gonna have Ooh. to visualize that. All right. <laughs> Write that one down. <laughs> I'm gonna botch it. I'm gonna do my best tonight. All right, Jason, you ready to rock? Um, yeah, sure. Sounds good. Yo, yo, yo! It's DJ Sound Effects, Sir Reverend Mulgrew, and Scout the Psalmist on the mic. Let's get it. It was just another day at the night watch games. I was chilling out, looking like I got it all the day. And yes, my son was with me, and we having a great time. And I didn't even know it was gonna bust with a rhyme. Now they had a little game happening at the time. They were playing in TGA, and I was like, I not a. Sorry, that's only if I mess it up, bro. I was looking for the questions, and I still don't even know. But this dude took his card and he threw it in another guy's face, and he started to cry, and he didn't see the way. Then they took a turkey leg and stuck it in his head. I was like, what's going on? I'm dead. My son went up to him and said, how you doing, dude? I just want that turkey leg. Can I eat it? Yes, he do. But then he ate the card. It was very weird, especially since the card was like 50,000 a cheer. And only if I can't break it down, it was illy. I was being silly only if I couldn't really. So we went to another room because that kind of ill. And they were like, that kid's crazy. I was like, real. I live with them all the time, only if I rhyme off. Uh. But now we're in the Star Wars room and I'm try uh. As they're playing Legion, I see we see a little Starcraft waiting for me. And I don't even know what I do with the time now. I brought my one-year-old too. She was like, fine. She picked up one of the Starcrafts and threw across the room. This 50-year-old dude was like, oh, dude. He was about to punch me. And I was like, please, don't punch me. I have this cute baby. And she's like, hey, hey. And kissed him on his nose. And he was like, cool. And I was like, here's 50 bones. Only if I can't take it all the same. It was crazy when I can't lose my brain. I maintain only the things that I could do. This dude started using the force on me, dude. I floated up in the air. I was like, oh, whoa, my son picked me up and I was like, yo, what am I supposed to do in this situation? And only if I can't make the simple on. So anyways, we went to another place. 
I was kind of losing it. I couldn't regress. And I'm trying to regress and going through the time. Now we're in a role play situation. Fine, fine. Only if I can't say, ooh, you got to keep the things that you believe, dude. And these dudes are like, hey, do you want to be a little paladin, break back and show you? And I was like, do you? Yes, this is what I do, dude. Only if I can't make it down and I can do you. They're like, we're going to kill this giant. And yeah, B, I'm like, sorry, I'm a paladin. I don't kill people, see. And they were like, that's kind of crazy. That's a real hard choice of your mind's amazing. I'm like, yes, I know. But I have two kids here, bro. Yes, I know. I took a two-year-old and a four-year-old to a game store, bro. A bad decision. Yes, I understand. But it's the only way my wife let me out of the house, man. And only if I can't get it back with a through. And yes, they're in pony outfits. I know, dude. But don't get up on it. And only if I be. If you want me to hang out with you, they got them too, G. Because I'm their dad and I'm their friend and I'm their babysitter and I'm till the end. And I don't even know where it goes to the cave sitting here looking for the situation maze. See, I walked out of the game store. It was dark. I didn't even know what I was going to do with a heart. An angel came down. He was like, Jay, hey, you. And I was like, what's up, dude? Only if I do. I just came to play some games. Am I dead now? They're like, no, your kids are in the back. Now. I get in downtime with a little time mind. And then I was like, I'm still hungry and I don't know why. I didn't eat that turkey leg anyways. He was like, here you go. A pizza every day. I was like, yes, that was so yummy. I knew my big tummy would take it back and sunny. Oh, I guess that's the song story. I hope it was funny only if I can't break it for the glory. Word. Let's get it, man. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Man, awesome. I got lost so many times in that story. I was probably more focused focused on the beat than anything. That oh, it's awesome. okay. I wasn't even sure what, what the story was going, but I just stuck with the whole I'm going to try to raise my kids even if this I want to have fun. Ooh, good so, stuff. Yeah, so no, that was, I, idea. that was great. That was great. That I kind of awesome. forgot about the value thing until the end, but then I realized I was already doing the values as I was. You doing. were doing the values. That's the was cool thing. great. Yeah, it was like everywhere. That's the, that's the truth. I mean, I said, I think I told you this before. I only like if you had midnight uh, pre-releases for Magic, I'd be over there, but you don't. Uh, yeah. the only time my wife lets me out of the house yeah. um, when yeah. they're asleep. So, um, but hey, I, I, but it's so funny because this is like, yeah, no. Um, yep, that's it. So. <laughs> i hope you enjoyed that that was fun um, but uh thank you guys for listening to the show if you're actually listening to the show on the podcast uh please come join us on mondays at 8 p.m cst and uh join in the conversation as trey was saying we would love to have you put our question of the day if you have a question of the day you think about it on a tuesday after listening to our show send us an email at flowsu.com and just be like yo or pod at gmail.com your choice um and we will get back with you make a question of the day and we really appreciate it. if you have any ideas of what we can do for our tiktoks or anything we can do to entertain you please let us know we want that trey is there anything i'm forgetting i'm forgetting lots of things but uh uh yeah no we want you guys on the show as well so please hit us up at flowstreetu.com uh throw a message our way if you guys got questions of the day please we need them all send them to us we need to hear it from you guys we'll make it funny we'll also try to answer it as serious as possible um which we'll you know we'll do our best but uh, uh we love having you guys thank you so much for uh being uh in the comment section i know there wasn't a ton of you tonight but that's okay i know that you guys watch it on the rerun and uh, we really appreciate you guys being there for us um yep. and we are you guys are the only reason why we do it so that's all i got jason yeah um now this is our closing time uh for the show we have a new bit it's called therapy session 
And uh, uh, Lord Mel, Mel oh, I can't even say it now. Mulgrew, 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 you are going to be the therapist and you're going to ask Trey's questions about his um, problem that he can only uh, talk to people in gaming situations and not in real life situations. All right. So, and, so what I'm uh, doing here is now I'm on my therapeutic couch. All right. But uh, I think the roles are supposed to be reversed. Where you're <laughs> on the okay. couch. <laughs> Just pretend I'm laying down and you're sitting okay. this time. Yeah. So, Trey, do you have issues with conflict? And why do you use tabletop games to resolve this inner conflict? <laughs> you, you know, personally, um, I love tabletop games because it allows me to take out either work out a conflict uh, on the table, but not in real life, but it gives me clues on how to handle them in real life um, by personifying them on the table. And then how do you explain your violent tendencies to people that lick your yes. cards? <laughs> I would I would be visibly mad if anyone straight up just took a card out of my hand and just licked it. I'd be like, what is your problem? Uh, you're right. I mean, the, the, the flying fists of fury that ensue after someone licks my cards, I don't know if I'll ever be able to put a, a tamper or like a, like a, like, um, a jar on that lid, uh, because, or a lid on that jar. It was so bad. Um, I, I don't know. What are some ways you can help me pour it? Cause I clearly don't know what I'm doing. There is a new soon to be published board game from oh, Nightwatch nice. Games. Oh, man, that was amazing. <laughs> called Gauntlets of Glory, in which you can resolve these childhood anger management Traumas. issues. Uh, it is peace through dice rolling. Uh, you don't get paper cuts like you do when playing Magic. You don't have to sleeve things. You can just uh, paint your miniatures and have conflicts that are resolved by dice rolls. And miniatures are easily laid, so it's fine. Yes. So Yes. Pork, I really appreciate the therapy <laughs> session. I need more, and there will hopefully be more to come. And I appreciate this new bit because it's hilarious. <laughs> um, but thank you so much, man. Jason, take us home, dude. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for listening to the show. Thank you, Pork, for being here. Man, it's always fun. We always make an extended episode with you because you're so fun to talk to. <laughs> Sorry. You've been awesome, man. You're an awesome uh, guest. We gladly have no problem with that. So thank you so much for taking time on your day off to hang out with us. We really appreciate that. Love it. And uh, thank you so much, everybody that listens. Remember to come back, like, and subscribe to the show. Please tell one person. We just want to have hey, one more fan next idea. week. That would be great. We want that. We actually had three or four people like it because of uh, Porik. So that was exciting Yay. for us. Yes. And uh, very exciting. But uh, thank you so much, guys. Y'all are amazing. And uh, here comes the outro. As soon as I press the button, here it comes. Are you looking for a different kind of podcast? How about informative and clean? It will make you laugh. Scout and Trey, yeah, that's what we do. We got a little funny thing keeping it true. Hey, we take your topics and all your ideas and bring in a guest and we answer them there. Then we make a freestyle rap and do it for you. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Yep, close to you, close to you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say.